This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of Hafta in the peak of the COVID era, but it has also been uh, the time when lots of other disasters have hit us. Today on the panel, uh, we have Manisha Pandey. Hello. Mehraj Lone. Hello. I'm Abhinandan Sekri and joining us from Kolkata is Shoaib Danyal. Uh, Shoaib is assistant at Red Scroll. Hi, Shoaib. Hi, Abhinandan. The big headlines of this week was actually Cyclone Amphan. Um, we now know a little detail about how devastating it was. 85 people have lost their lives, uh, mostly in West Bengal. Uh, 1.5 crore people in the state have been directly affected and about 10 lakh homes have been destroyed. Uh, you had uh, early this week, uh, the Prime Minister visit uh, West Bengal. And they've also announced a relief package. So that was one of the major uh, headlines. India is facing a locust swarm, the worst ever in 30 years. I think Pakistan's already uh, had one. I mean, Pakistan's yes. been dealing with this. And now uh, the locust has made its way to India. Some very uh, disturbing visuals from uh, Jaipur, in fact. It was quite scary. Yeah. Uh, there's border tensions have been in news for quite some time now. There have been some unusual activity around the Pangongso Lake area where the, the Chinese indulging in a bit of aggressive patrolling. We can talk about that. Then there's also a bit of tension with Nepal uh, that we discussed last week. But while the Indian media interestingly has kind of ignored China, they've kind of gone after Nepal and said, oh, China is doing this. So we could probably discuss that. Uh, there have been close to six deaths of migrants on Shramik trains who've been Uh, you know, been on these trains to go back home. Deaths mostly caused because of hunger and starvation. And uh, I think that 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 was one of the major news points. And also the train diversions. We witnessed, I think, two to three train diversions. Yeah, and from Chhapra it reached. I don't know, Karnataka. I don't know. It... Yeah. Mm. Uh, so that also made news. When went to Orissa, I think. Right. And there was this uh, video in the morning of uh, passengers who said they have been taken to four states. and they have still not reached home yet yeah and the problem is that these trains don't have food or water and which is why we've seen yeah. i mean there are complaints at least that a lot of them don't and all the platforms are empty there are no shops so it's you know once you're on that train you could just practically no way for you to like score, get yourself some water or food so that's why we've seen these deaths government has opened up arogya setu program code announces reward for finding security flaws that is confidence i'm impressed Uh, but there's a lot of controversy over that people are saying these are only half measures it's not the whole thing the source code is not the whole thing they're still yeah. trying to hide something so uh, these things have just come in so we'll need to read upon this and see what is happening and yes. what people maybe are some about. some maybe techy can write in for us all you hardcore tech overachiever geniuses listening to this send us something on contact at newslaundry.com yeah about this open source how good or bad an idea is it and how impressed are you or not Uh, ICMR has removed a price cap on covid testing earlier it was capped at around 4500 that limit has uh, been taken out and india has resumed flight services there were some delays and some cancellations but people are now by and large seem to be flying from one city to the other fairly smoothly uh, rahul gandhi's remarks made a lot of news again as usual where he basically said that he was questioned about maharashtra and the coronavirus crisis there and he said that there's a big difference between decision making and supporting a government and that we don't have a decision making role in maharashtra we're just supporting a government i'm not really sure why this i mean it's a silly thing to say but it's kind of true that's the first thing even i thought when i saw the bite but later when i thought about it i think it it's a dumb thing to say but yeah, yeah, we, I mean, it's, yeah some... it's again one of those really politically dumb things to say even if it's true and karnataka is going to be opening up mosques churches and temples from june 1st god knows why 
yeah, this is something that I would want to talk about a bit, especially because this is an issue that has been discussed in many parts of the world. This is something we have in common. There's a debate that's happening in many countries. So yeah, I'd like to discuss that. I think Manisha put it well. God knows why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done. And Manisha's homestead Uttarakhand was in the news because there was this images floating around that there are forest fires and even you on our news on your WhatsApp group had got very concerned and it turns out those are old. Who said it's old? It's not old. There is forest fire. Yeah, but not to that extent. It's not that big a deal. It's, they, they say it's not more or less than normal. This is just you being Delhi media ignoring our state concerns. <laughs> But authorities from your state have said, please don't believe all these visuals. They are from, uh, some of them no, are some from... Of them are, some of them were also Australia ke forest fires. I don't yeah. know. This is not show. Nevertheless, bad. It's nevertheless. And it's yearly, it's been bad. It's been progressively bad for the last few years. Right. And of course, in other news, Ivanka Trump draws flag for that tweet praising uh, that migrant who was who cycled carrying her differently abled father and I thought even the Indian sports ministry said we'll give her a chance she says no thanks I don't want your chance what ridiculous this whole incident was really ridiculous yeah yeah I think the Times of India misreported that because we uh, had a story uh, on we spoke to her uh, Jyoti Kumari and her father also she says she's focused on her studies, but uh, if she gets an invitation from the Cycling Federation to come for a trial, she'll definitely go for it. So do read that story in newslawney.com. So uh, we will uh, begin with this shocking and um, rather horrible disaster that struck Bengal last week. And in fact, we have an email from a subscriber who said that we should have discussed it in a little more detail. Uh, and I'll come to that a little later in the emails. But why we didn't do it is that it had struck the day before we actually recorded. And that day, everything was down. And since we didn't have anyone on the ground there, we thought we'd give it a couple of days before we got someone to tell us exactly what happened. Yeah, in fact, like, we read the morning newspapers. I'd given a little brief on the fact that by at that time, we'd only knew that three people had died. And then, of course, the death toll rose to about 85 people. So we, there was very little information because yeah, everything was down. So we couldn't really give details on what really happened. So Shoaib, you was there right through. Give us an idea of how bad was it when it struck? What does it actually feel like to be, you know, in the middle of a cyclone? And uh, ever since, how is Bengal recovering? What's the extent of damage? Yeah, you know, so I mean, cyclones aren't that uncommon in the Bay of Bengal. In fact, it's probably one of the world's most cyclone-infested places. But by mm. any standard, Ampan was just this monster thing that swept in. Uh, I think uh, speeds went up to basically something like two, uh, like you know, two fifty kilometers an hour Whoa. at its max. So, which is just I don't I don't even know. I mean, how to visualize that? It probably didn't go as high as in Calcutta because I guess. Like it is a congested place. Uh, the storm was quite scary. You know, we, uh, my flat did, I mean, actually we did have some damage actually. As it so happened, you know, we got up in the morning and we found we had no water. And, you know, we tried to put on the pump and the pump would go on normally, but there would be no water in that tap. So it actually turned out that a flying asbestos sheet had crashed into our pipe and smashed it. So, you know, all these sort of things happened. But the places hardest hit would be like right along the coast, right? Kolkata is a little inside, basically. That's true. That's true. So basically, so, you know, just to give, 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 your, uh, give the listeners a little 
geography lesson so it there's a there's a thick there is the sundarbans forest which sort of hugs the bengal coast and that really protects bengal but of course that means that the people in the sundarbans really get ramped you know this is why for example while cyclones arise in the bay of bengal you will always hear of orissa getting really badly hit true true yeah you know and yeah. bengal and bangladesh while they do get hit but usually you know they don't go through that sort of calamitous thing because the sundarbans protects us and orissa there is no there is no protection for orissa you know so orissa has beaches and we don't like there there are no beaches in bengal really because our access to the sea is cut off by these by these mangrove deltas right which is that's the negative but positive is you know it protects us from cyclones but this was so fearsome that it it actually came into calcutta also which is a good it is a good 100 kilometers from the sea at speeds of 180 190 at some places were measured so yeah i mean it was it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty scary sight that day and of course the city then went through uh, terrible problems for the next a few days in fact in many parts of the city there still isn't power still has been restored another question i had was you know um, because there was much criticism that english and hindi media didn't cover the storm or the cyclone that well Uh, i know ndtv had prime time on it but other than that i think manisha there was the, the ram temple being discussed in one of the studios yeah, and I mean, there was something the day when on the next day after landfall they were discussing uh, shivling being unearthed at the ram mandir time yeah. i think times now completely ignored it for a long time and then i think one fine day after five days they decided to launch a campaign in fact it's so funny because times now they had a reporter there again and i was just going through youtube you know that video stream just to see if they had anyone so the reporter is actually reporting but they've just put his report on the youtube channel so that means this guy poor guy who timela reporter who was actually on the beach in places he didn't find any space on the channel wow except okay. uh, then yeah then padmaja joshi i think she did a half an hour show when uh, then this guy went around interviewing people and that show was more like times initiative donate for the state and all that so it was a bit of a Uh, in fact they sent me a mail also saying can you please carry it is a bit of a pr sort of a thing right so one thing that you know even back when i used to work with um, a news organization which was more legacy whenever i went to the south or went to i mean bombay it was a normal thing they said we don't call what you guys do in delhi daily news we call it delhi news and that was an ongoing joke especially in bombay acha aap aaj tak daily news karte nahi aap daily news hi karte aap daily news karte but the one place where i noticed that they didn't give a fuck was in bengal whether we covered bengal or not and at that time india today group and ntv were the only two big ones is that still the case so now do they care what what hindi and english media is saying or we are not being covered or we are not being given that kind of representation so this time actually there was quite a lot of anger uh, i i can't benchmark with what happened earlier but uh, actually i also did a short story on it uh, because i mean i got internet back after two days and when i logged on to all my social media i only got anger saying that and it was very interesting it was anger against the media it, it there was some anger against modi you know like the center the political center because of that very small relief package but mostly i think when people in calcutta switched on their television said they you know they expected their physical uh, sort of experience and trauma to be reflected on the tv but on tv they saw you know koi bus ka fight ho raha tha so so tenga gandhi ke sath and all which which seemed a bit non immediate if you just <laughs> if you just emerged from the cyclone yeah. hmm. 
so there was a lot of anger you know like very very uh, sort of uh, so shridit mukherjee you know who's one of tollywood's like bengali film industry's biggest directors he 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 sort of he had a very sarcastic tweet he said that uh, you know he said uh, kalkata and bangal have roshogolded their way through 43 which was the famine and they do through so again meanwhile you can keep the anthem you know so i mean there was a lot of there was a sort of very sort of resentful anger that the national media has sort of blanketed out i mean and this is like a i mean what manisha bought up i guess was a great example that i mean this poor guy did all this hard work and they had the footage and they had the content but somehow they th- they didn't think i mean the editors on the desk did not think it would play well uh, is there a tendency you think of subscription driven news platforms because now scroll is also uh, you know uh, has has gone down the subscription way to only is there a tendency of for us to cover things that have a political angle so that those who agree with the political ideology will consume it more or i don't know what is your take on this so i think what i also also personally struggle with sometimes with my journalism is since we write in english our readers are a certain class and you know background so very often large events might happen which would not affect our readers but there's still large events so for example if just to do a thought experiment if say ampan had not hit calcutta then i think even the outrage that we saw would not have happened right, right. then not only delhi even the calcutta media would maybe not have covered it with uh, such a lot of intensity it's only because for example you know like in a way that i guess there will be a lot of overlap between news laundry and my readership and scrolls readership so if our readership for example is affected there is a pressure on us to do it which is really not there in many other cases so this is a bit of a this is an unusual issue with that we in india face because you know i guess our society is also not that homogeneous i mean it's it's, it's yeah. very segmented and it's it's bracket along class lines yeah. caste linguistic lines yeah you're so right great journalism for example india's i think english is where our great journalism happens but it's also a language which 90% of the people can't access so you know there's a bit of this So if you right. do great journalism in say Germany in the German language anyone if they want to read it can read it but it's mm. you know like i mean i might do some like anybody might do say great reporting on ampan but you know for example most of the people we report on it we they will not actually ever interact with me as a reader mm. you know so that's a bit of a you know it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a dichotomy for which i have no answer but this is the problem that i have also sometimes faced right Anyway, thanks, Shoaib. Uh, I, I guess you got to run. Uh, thanks for making the time. Uh, take care. Uh, be safe, and uh, keep bringing us amazing reports, guys. Do check up, Sho- uh, check out Shoaib's reports on Scroll, especially the one on the Sundarbans. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Bye bye. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. So, uh, what Shoaib was saying about uh, this being like, I also have pointed to this in one of the haftas that. english media by definition only reaches a certain section of the population but as one of my former editors used to say the saving grace is because the ruling class is also mostly either english speaking or aspiring to be english speaking so they get to read this and hopefully uh, you always hope that it has some impact on policy making so when they are yes. making policies when you bring out these stories they sort of take this in in their calculations Okay, now um, while Kolkata and Bengal deal with the disaster there, there are other mini disasters happening in our, you know, northern part of India, where trains that started from metros to take migrants back to UP or Bihar are landing up in Orissa. How does the train get lost, Maharaj? Can you give us some guidance? Because I, you know, I've seen all these burning train and all these films that they are tracking. This train is going there. This train is going there. 
how can it go so way off? It takes nine days to get to a place where it should have taken 24 hours. I, I am just at a loss. I mean, even incompetence alone doesn't explain this. This is at a time when they are running even a fraction of the usual number of trains that run on Indian uh, railway lines, right? And right. these are the people, they're running these uh, trains, especially for migrants. And it's not just these that these trains are getting lost. They are also not providing food and even water. And North India right now, for those of you who might not know, is under a severe heat wave. I mean, there's an advisory that you can't go out between 1 o'clock and 5 o'clock during the day. Such, so such intense heat. Imagine you are in a train without air conditioning. You don't have food. You don't have water. As a result, at least, uh, as we speak, at least nine people have uh, died on those trains. There were these disturbing, very disturbing, very heartbreaking visuals of this one little kid who was trying to wake up, her, wake up his mother who had died on the train and she had been left on the platform. There was this another person who lost his four-year-old child and he was running around when he got to the platform, he was running around looking for milk because he thought that would save his kid. There was nothing there. There's this other visuals of a train stopping at a station and uh, there's water bottles there and they're just going and there are visuals of people fighting over food. Yeah. This is such a desperate situation. And I, I don't think incompetence alone explains this. This is pure malice. I'm sorry to say this, but I, I don't explain. I can't explain this otherwise. What do you think, Manisha? Because it's, I mean, I have a take on it. But why do you think this level of incompetence can play up? That you actually run trains and you don't even think that you have to load it with stuff because people are being fed. And Piyush Goyal, I mean, look, there's also one thing is this has happened. And then there's a bit of shame in you to sort of, you know, at least be somber about the fact that people are dying in the country. You've Piyush Goyal like tweeting some beautiful pictures and paintings and just brazening out or other, you know, ministers not even saying anything. And I think the government today, they just said that, oh, these are extraordinary times. So, you know, they, they just blame the time on the, the fact that it's very unfortunate, but these are also extraordinary times, which is fine. I get it. But it's really simple, right? And this is something anyone in India would know because, you know, you just know that, okay, when there's something like this, you can just buy a bunch of pale biscuits, paleji biscuits, keep it in the train, just keep biscuits, you know, glucose biscuits and water. You don't even need to prepare for meals. You know, fine, you can't give child or whatever, but you can just keep keep basic glucose biscuits and water for, for people to just eat through the journey and it's not expensive. And I'm sure if there's some coordination with even like companies like a Paleji, like maybe they could get them on board and say that, okay, we just need you guys to come and just, you know, load these, help us with supply. I mean, things could be thought of. Actually, I think, I think what explains is that actually these, it's actually Latians Delhi phenomena, you know, like, these guys came to power trashing Congress and saying that, oh, you're Latins, you don't know, you're not in touch. But these guys are supremely out of touch. I don't think they know. So um, if you read the report today on what happened in the Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court is basically questioning the center on what they're doing for migrants, the center uh, has just, it's shocking the sort of things that the Solicitor General said on behalf of the center that, you know, he's, he's blamed journalists, he's called us vultures. He said that these guys are spreading negativity, they're prophets of doom, and that you're not showing what the, the good stuff that we're doing. So it's complete denial, arrogance, and really Latians, like the worst of Latians' Delhi behavior. Back in March, I think, he told the Supreme Court that there was not a single migrant on the roads. Yeah. And the Supreme yeah. Court judges, they just accepted it. I mean, all they had to do was just look out their balcony or their gated houses or wherever, and they could have seen it. They just accepted it. And two months later, they're waking up to it now. It's sad that the Supreme Court has reduced itself to a joke and at least among legal circles and friends of mine who are in the profession, 
they're like the Delhi High Court has more credibility than the Supreme Court right now. Uh, but you know, the I think the the shocking level of incompetence of of mismanagement is a combination of two things, and I don't even think it's malice. You know, it's basically one is a lack of experience, which is of course not much better that you've made such idiots ministers who really have zero experience of planning or administering. And the second is arrogance that we won't talk to anyone. You know, the thing is that if you have a large team, and I'll give you a small example from my experiences of production. Many times we'd go to shoot at a place where I, you know, because I had done a lot of shooting, I knew if you're going to be, let's say, driving from Revat, you know, through the Madhya Pradesh heat to XYZ place, I know there's nothing there. We should carry everything. We should carry water. We should carry this. We'll get nothing there. But if a new production person would come, I've been to many shoots where the guy had not even thought because that production kid had only been from, let's say, Delhi to Dehradun. So he knew that it's full of dhavas on the way. There are lots of restaurants. We can stop anywhere and get whatever we want. So he would load nothing in the car. Then suddenly I would go on a shoot with him to, let's say, Kutch. And Kutch, we are driving along the way into the run where there's nothing. There's no shop. And I say, is there anything in the car? He says, no, nothing. I thought there'd be something here. I'm like, dude, why would there be something here? But the thing is that that explains that you have zero experience. I would just like to quickly tell you this story when I was watching Hardeep Puri's, you know, press conference that airports will function and aircrafts will start. And then I went and I had some chai coffee PK. I went, put on the TV again. And suddenly I saw ticker saying, Udhav Thakre says, planes won't land. I actually started laughing. I was like, tomorrow morning they're taking off. Isn't it bizarre? This is apparently the same thing they did with the trains. I mean, the finance minister of Kerala, he said they didn't inform us that the trains are coming and how they are coming. They're not following protocol with that also. Yeah, man, it's, it's a and disaster. Because they need to like keep track of these people and quarantine them, people who are coming from outside. So they're not even doing that. And this is one important point that Manisha pointed out, this timidity. And this one, even the people, like they, they must be appreciated, people who are covering the migrant crisis, who are going on the ground and doing all this. There's one critical aspect missing from this reportage. It's like everybody is reporting it in a manner like it's just a, this natural disaster this, that's happening on its own like this cyclone and there's no reason for it. There's no man-made reason for it. Nobody's actually saying, okay, this is happening because the government is doing this, but they're not doing this. So there's no questioning as such. It's just that, okay, this is unfolding here. The migrants are suffering. This is suffering. This is suffering. Nobody is talking about the cause. That I think is what I found really missing from the coverage. Irrespective of what you, you've been unable to do as a government, whatever your failures, it's, it's just really distastefully arrogant to see them that after you, I mean, there's a four month old baby that's also died of hunger. These are real stories that have come out to then attack the press and say you're prophet of dooms. It's, you're really, you know, you're laughing at people's miseries also. It's, it's, these deaths are real. They have happened. You can't just negate it. Okay. So then I just want to move on to this next. I'll just lay the context. Uh, Now, apparently China has, crossed the line of control in Ladakh. And uh, you can read Ajay Shukla's blogs on this. He says that they are actually, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm confusing his piece with the Indian Express piece that I read. But there are reports that they're building not these tent-type chabutras for their soldiers to sit. They've built like hard, pakka buildings for them to sit, to Mm -hmm. stay or barracks or whatever they're called. And uh, they are refusing to go back into their territory. According to some commentators and in the social media, 
the national media or any english or hindi channels are not talking about this at all whereas it is one of the worst incursions into our territory by china in the longest time we got some people saying that why don't you guys sort out the wheat from the chaff what is true what is not uh, so i let the two editors tell us how does one actually get a story like this how do you get what is true what is not true either you have to have sources within the army to get the satellite images or you have to have access to satellite images and be friends with i don't know elon musk or whoever how do you get a story like this and can we get one because a lot of people are asking for it no i mean such a i mean report of course even the reports that you're going to see in the media are going to be mha sources itpp sources army sources you know no no one can really go to the line of control and really see what's happening there so it's really all dependent on what sources you get and these sort of reports are usually going to go to reporters who've been covering this beats for years you know no i can't just call up the spokesperson of ministry of defense and expect him to tell me it's i mean it means a lot of rapo building and really following a beat for a long time so hardcore reporter stuff but we are definitely going to have a nice explainer over the weekend by this guy who you know amir shah his name is and he earlier written a nice explainer for us and rafael also he's a defense analyst of sorts so that should help and in fact as um, as much as what i have understood from reading everything there is so the line of actual control that passes through pengong so lake is a perception india perceives it to be at a certain point and china perceives it to be at a certain point and both perceptions don't match so there's no real agreed upon line of actual control but the incident is not limited to pangong so right it was a similar no, incident no, not sick no, well. no so there's Peng- yeah there is but I'm, the pangong so one is one that you know there was the mukka mukka happening there and all that so in this case what has happened is that there's a patch between the perceptions of a line of control which is like a gray area where both india and china have been patrolling for the longest time to sort of maintain dominance and sort of you know keep like not give up that space basically and keep having claims and both sides have entered that territory now what has happened this time is that china has stopped us from entering that gray area and said you go back to what we think is the perception of line of control and they've aggressively tried to like keep india out of there and they've deployed more people there and deployed more boats that's different because that means that they're trying to change status quo and and it's an aggressive act and apparently i mean i think early may around 6 there was some you know light physical altercation between the soldiers and then the two uh, you know area commanders met usually what happens is that the chinese and the indian area commander would meet and try and solve issues and you know like sort of but those talks have not worked coming to the story what is you know you you're an old hand at the desk and have much experience what is a good way of getting a report on this man i mean how does one report on something like this like manisha said i mean this is not just any like border say if there's a problem with the nepal bihar border it's accessible you can send people there this part of the world is very remote it's even remote for the military to reach right so there is no local sources you can send there because it's mostly uninhabited places so the only uh, option is you send a person from say delhi or srinagar or lay there but when the tensions are high they won't let you go right so mm. that, that's another problem so the only problem is you get a very decent experienced defense strategic affairs correspondent who has watched these things for a long time who has sources in the military in other places just talk to them and through them get a picture of what's happening so any report on this issue will have a slight bit of conjecture basically you can't you can't stop that right yes even the even the i mean the so far the best reports which i have read so far is one is by ajay shukla and one is by sushant sen in express and 
it's not a coincidence that both of them are former military people, right? Right. They served in the military for sources, a long time. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They'll have a lot of sources who will open up to them in a yeah, way. Exactly. And so there's one thing, I mean, um, that I found very odd about this whole thing that this is not an incursion and everything. This There's one aspect which I think David, uh, David has also written in his uh, piece. So India was building a road there, right? Up to... Uh, Dolladbeg Oldie, which is near the Sachin Glacier. And from that main road, they were trying to build these arterial roads to access the eastern part of Ladakh. What has happened is the Chinese that have come in, they have brought earth movers and they are undoing the construction on those roads. So this isn't really a perception thing. If India was building their roads there, that means it's like India considers it its territory, right? So if they have taken that over, it's very bizarre for like the Indian authorities to say this is just perception. They're just like whatever. No, no, perception is at the Pengongso Lake. This road area is I think about 200 kilometers away from. No, but apparently, so there they have even yeah, come west no, of the Chinese line. So what the China claims to be the actual line of control, they have come west of even that. That's what, that's true. So that's I, so yeah, there's so no that, doubt in the fact that they are being aggressive with something that is very clear like there's no confusion there on what is Indian territory what is Chinese territory there is a perception battle in the Pengongso Lake area but that's been Mm. old and that's you know it's kind of par for the course for both parties to venture into each other's grey areas and patrol Uh, this mail is from Pratay Pratyay says from getting a one month subscription I just to binge watch all the haftas to getting myself a one year subscription I've come a long way since I got a job in January oh Pratyay I'm glad you got a job I'm glad you use your money well and subscribe for a year. In the process, I've also convinced at least, I have also convinced many friends to subscribe to NL. Thank you again, Pratya. As long as we have ambassadors like you, we don't want people saying, We don't need Amitabh Bachchan. We got Pratya, guys. Now, uh, Manisha, if you could just tell me about that bite of Rahul Gandhi. Rahul Gandhi said something along the lines that, Dekhiye, jo हम सपोर्ट दे रहे हैं सरकार को देखिए हम सरकार में नहीं हैं हम मिनिस्टर नहीं हैं व्हाट एवर ही सेड बेसिकली वसईम उद्धव मे टेक्स अ डिसीजन नॉट हिम एंड इट इज क्वाइट एन इनोक्यूस स्टेटमेंट बट मनीषा इट्स अ रियली डम स्टेटमेंट बिकॉज़ व्हाट यू आर ट्राइंग टू डू इज दैट डूड आई एम नॉट इट्स लाइक बेसिकली यू नो दैट इकोनॉमिस्ट और दैट हु जस्ट प्लेजराइज्ड आर्टिकल आर्टिकल ऑन इंडियन एक्सप्रेस एंड दे विथड्रू इट you know what was the what was the funny thing about that sorry so a few days ago there was this uh, letter these intellectuals economists and everybody had written to the government giving them suggestions how to tackle covid right so and there was this one uh, suggestion which said you take over all the money and resources use whatever you need <laughs> and whatever the merit and demerit of that argument so there was this whole bunch of i mean uh, what you what you would describe as neoliberal economists right wing economists who went berserk saying this is an assault on private property how can you say this and all that yeah it's and all so that. much pressure and yeah and so shamika ravi was one of the leading like people in that sort of movement right and then here next day there's this article which is plagiarized in academia that is as worse an assault on private property as it can get. <laughs> right? Plagiarism is the greatest crime in academia. I was wondering how will Mehraj connect this to plagiarism? Very well no, done. Very well very done. Well, done. <laughs> <laughs> well played. No, but what I'll say is that, you know, the point I was coming to was that what Rahul did is what she did. 
what she said was factually accurate she went through uh, three phases of apology <laughs> denial <laughs> first denial then acceptance then so first she said that lives are at stake and we need to we need credible solutions calibrated attacks against me cannot be anti covid strategy for maharashtra or any other state so denial ki bhai ye to meri integrity pe attack ho raha hai by western interest then second was mild acceptance grudging acceptance where she said regarding the ie article there was genuine oversight have spoken to both paul romer and karthik econ uh, this is their twitter handles there are perils to working in teams but the buck stops with me i should have done better and will strive to do so in future so basically what rahul did was a version of this that you know what she is saying is true that there are perils working in teams yes we all know that we all worked in teams but putting it in the context of this she is saying ki boss meri galti nahi hai unki galti hai Ah, silly. So similarly, Rahul was asked about the fuck-ups in Maharashtra. He says, "Boss, we are not leading; they are leading." So what he did a ravi basically. So now I want to talk to the panel about opening places of worship. But before I do that, we had a lot of emails come in this time. So so Farooq, Shubham, this is he wants us to call him G, he or she, Mister or Miss G, and Dhiraj and Inderpreet and Sethju Veluru. and nijwum i i've seen all your mails we will read them next time when we are in office and doing the podcast out of office when all of us are together because it becomes you know there's too much over, overlap when i'm reading these mails and others are talking it's just inefficient so we've got your mails we'll only discuss inder's mail a little bit to get you know the views of of the panel here and then i'd just like to talk about places of worship and then we'll wind up inder says dear team it was very disconcerting for me to see NL team fighting and debating on Twitter with Swaraj this week. We are all human. Let's try to create a good dialogue instead of getting the whole discussion down to Twitter battles, which ends nowhere. An email exchange would have worked, or better, invite one of the reporters on record for a word, maybe on Hafta. Unless you all don't have, behave nicely, no one will be ready to sit at a table. Even media houses make mistakes. NL also does that. Admitting it is not wrong, but Twitter battles make admitting it very difficult. With NL versus NL. out i hope nl versus others is also done in a manner where one can disagree and still remain calm and cordial no more twitter battles please it brings out the worst in people aapka apna indar so indar i have a view on this and uh, you know i'll just tell you that uh, and then i'll let the panel give their views then we can move on to the place of worship i was on a pa- uh, panel yesterday for roli books with nidhi and uh, one reporter on why the media has got to where it's got to and i said nidhi your organization is responsible as much as any other and i'm asking nidhi very gracefully took the criticism i said 10 years ago when i used to see you and barkha sit on the panel and say certain channels have said this certain other people are spreading you know information that is inaccurate or is it, you know you did not want to name arnab or times now there was this thing that oh we are above it all and what what did that lead to they just devoured the news ecosystem i believe unless you call someone and name them and say no what you're saying is wrong and if that person doesn't withdraw I don't believe one should be courteous. I think one should be courteous in an exchange of ideas. What is your idea? My idea is blue is better. Your idea red is better. Okay, let's talk it out. But if they have made a claim in a report about us which is wrong, we will call out that your report is wrong. And there is no compromise. Either you withdraw your report, or we will metaphorically kick your ass on Twitter until you are embarrassed. Many of them are too shameless to be embarrassed. That's a different matter. But I disagree that when someone Lies about you unless it is an unequivocal, jobi word hota hai, withdrawal of that lie. There is no compromise on that. Let's just come to this issue of 
opening place of worship in Karnataka. Now, just to give you context, in other parts of the world, you know, Imran Khan was grappling with this because in Pakistan there was, you know, the orthodox Muslim cleric said that we are not going to not do namaz, we will do bloody social distancing, go to hell. Donald Trump has recently uh, said that worship should be included in what activities? What are they called? Essential services. Mm-hmm. Basically, churches are essential services. So you have to allow people to come to the church and the congregation. Uh, he's done it because that is his voter base. So let's start with you, uh, Manisha Mehraj. Do you think they should open places of worship or is it an unessential service or should we just leave it to people's discretion? I don't think it should be a decision for politicians or religious leaders or anybody. It's a decision for epidemiologists. It's a decision for public health experts. I mean, yeah, obviously the politician will then have to sign on the order, but the decision should be taken by the person, public health expert. Why mm. does uh, religion come into this? I, I don't understand. I mean, but this is a problem. I mean, it's easier said than done because I mean, people, when it comes to religion, are very emotional. So uh, I don't know if you have just a few days ago, last week, in fact, earlier this week, there was Eid, right? right. So Kashmir celebrated Eid one day earlier than like Delhi or other parts of India. That is because the previous night, so the in Kashmir, what happens is, so if the crescent is seen, new moon is seen in Pakistan, so they go with that, right? And the rest of the country goes with whatever the Shahi Imam says and all that. That happens because they are following an archaic system. I mean, it's a very cute system. I mean, it's very like traditional. It's a harmless tradition, but it's very archaic. These days, you can know like 200, 300 years in advance when Eid is going to be within like a min- minute's margin of error. If you just tell an astronomy, even a MA student of astronomy, he can give you a calendar. I mean, it's the same thing. Like in earlier times, for example, they used to do namaz according to the shadows of the sun and all that. Now you have a watch. You can do the same thing. You can ask an astronomer, just tell us when it is. But you don't do that because you have these religious traditions and all that, which are useless. I mean, even this, for example, celebrating Eid shouldn't be a matter for religious leaders, clerics. It should be a matter for astronomers and whatever, scientists and all those, weather experts, they can tell you. But it doesn't happen that way. So that is a problem. I mean, it's a problem of scientific temperament is not as developed developed as it should be. What do you think, Manisha? Can you stop people from worshipping? Of course you can, especially in this. I mean, this is a real public health crisis. And I think people are also smart enough. I mean, people. No, they're are... not. Pata nahi tum kahan se aayi ho. I think even the devout will understand that you do When it comes to Hindus, at least, and I mean, even Muslims for that matter, like you do namaz at home, there's no. In fact, you just have to look at the direction, right? There's not even a need for a structure. If I'm not, if I'm getting. No, my... not really. You can pray any, anywhere. I mean, Eid namaz was not done. Eid is a congregational namaz, right? And Friday is a congregational namaz. But, but otherwise, if you can't do that. Yeah, and, you do at home. I mean, it's if you can't do it, there's not like you'll you'll be committing a big sin or whatever. You won't be forgiven. Every every Hindu household I know have a little tem- temple in their house, a little place where they. I don't know. I I don't. I never did. But the point That's is that we are uh, atheist. No, we we are samajis. We don't do idol worship. But <laughs> the point is that. But anyway, regular Hindus. <laughs> they have- regular Hindus, yo. <laughs> Regular Hindus in the house. When you said people are sensible, have you seen the photograph of Lokhandwala, that coffee shop street? All those sensible writers of Bollywood, struggling actors, actresses. Ek then lockdown shift. Bloody, it's like a party happening there. Or so, they are doing that. 
वाई विल नॉट द अंकल एंड आंटी सिंग हम भी जाके ऐसी पावन पावन वैसे देयर योर राइट लाइक सबकी श्रद्धा के अनुसार लाइक आई डिड लाइन अप आउटसाइड द ठेका हां तो तुम अपने मंदिर में माथा टेका ही कोई अपने प्रसाद खाने टेका या श्रद्धा अनुसार कर रहे बट नो आई एम कंप्लेन आप अपनी श्रद्धा अनुसार दारू की लाइन में या प्रसाद की लाइन में रख सकते हो ऑन दैट नोट थैंक यू ऑल डू राइट इन टू अस एंड इफ यू हैव एनी अब्यूज टू लीव लीव इट ऑन मनीषास ट्विटर टाइमलाइन एंड इफ शी इज इन अ स्पिरिटेड मूड शी विल फाइट यू all of you listening in the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers are served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.